We are carrying on uh, our series called Christmas Lights. Last week, uh, we started off this series and we are continuing with it. Um, this is the second week. So if you didn't hear last week, um, can you go back and, uh, and listen to that on podcast? That's going to be out. So go back and listen to Harvey's talk because it was really great. So we are going to carry on. And now you guys will have noticed we are well into December now. Well, we've just started December, um, which means, and I heard them say this on the radio the other day, so it must be true, the Christmas season has officially begun. Maybe you've been eating uh, some chocolates from your advent calendar. Hopefully you guys have. Uh, my mom still buys me an advent calendar and buys one for Tom as well. So we have been eating our advent calendars, which has been loads of fun. So I don't know when the Christmas season officially started in your mind. Maybe it was the 1st of December, like I've already said. Maybe for some of you, it was when you saw the Christmas adverts start coming on TV. Um, for some of you, and I might be thinking of Janine Hall here, um, for some of you, maybe as soon as it hit Boxing Day last year, you were thinking about the next Christmas coming up, or it hit the end of summer and you were already thinking about Christmas. So I want you guys to think about on that scale of, let's put Janine up here where you were thinking about Christmas ages ago. And uh, the leader I'm gonna put on the other end of the scale here is Andy Hancock. Maybe you're Andy Hancock and you think Christmas should only be every other year. That is genuinely his view. So somewhere on this scale will be you of how early on you were excited about Christmas. Were you Andy over here or were you Janine over here where you were so excited about Christmas? But actually, we will all have different times when we started getting excited about Christmas. We will uh, differ in that. And another thing that will uh, be different for all of us is the expectations that we have when it comes to Christmas. So Christmas is one of the uh, areas in life for me where it's actually really quite difficult to keep expectations low. Let me explain what I mean by that. Um, I want to have some not ridiculously high expectations for Christmas, but there's something about this season um, where I just can't do it. And every year at Christmas time, I just want it to be the best Christmas I've ever had. And it will be so good. And this one will be amazing. And um, I, I want it to be just like uh, that Christmas film, those Christmas films that you all watch. And I don't know whether you guys have watched any yet. Um, I have watched my first Christmas film. I watched The Holiday the other day, which I think isn't too Christmassy. So that one is OK. But maybe you've watched loads already. I don't know where you're at. But Christmas can have all this power over us where we just want to have all the feelings, all the food, all the decorations, all the friends and all the family and all the stuff that the Christmas season could possibly offer. And actually, a lot of us know that this year it's not going to look quite like that. Maybe you feel this way and actually your family hasn't gone five minutes without arguing in 10 years, but at Christmas... You imagine sitting around the Christmas tree, listening to Christmas music, drinking hot chocolate, everyone's smiling. Maybe that's your expectation of Christmas. And something about Christmas just makes us dream big. Something about Christmas makes us raise our expectations and think that this is going to be the best Christmas ever. But the problem is, is our expectations are hardly ever met at Christmas, which is really difficult. Something is bound to disappoint us. And because we expect so much, the disappointment hurts that much more. Maybe if you think your team is going to lose the football game and then they lose, maybe actually it's easier to take the loss when you weren't that convinced 
that they were actually going to win. And uh, I try and operate this way a little bit with uh, my family's football team. So the football team that my family have always supported is West Brom. Um, and I know there's some other West Brom uh, fans as well and supporters as well. And uh, actually, there was a really important game on the other day uh, against another team where both teams really wanted to get their first win. And I went into that game with not a lot of hope. I went into that game with uh, this phrase that you'll have heard, let's try not to get our hopes up too much. Um, but actually they won. So that was that was great. That was a time when my expectations were met because actually I'd placed them a little bit low. And uh, maybe you're waiting for your grades to show up at the end of the year. And I know that loads of you guys are really worried about grades and exams and stuff at the moment. And uh, you're hoping that you're going to get uh, that C in English. And that's where you set the bar. You've, Or maybe even lower than that. You've set it not too high so that then whenever you uh, open your results and you see that actually you've got a B or whatever the equivalent number is now because they're not letters anymore, they're numbers, you're really pleasantly surprised. Or maybe you think that uh, the holiday trip you're going on with your family uh, is going to be full of frustration and fighting 100% of the time and then actually it turns out the fighting and frustration is only 30% of the time and you're really pleasantly surprised at how enjoyable the time with your family and friends turned out to be. See how great it is sometimes not to expect too much. And maybe even if you don't realise it, I bet that you guys do the same thing in some areas of life. So maybe you're really confident in your athletic ability and uh, there's no question that you'll be the best person on the team or you felt really confident when you moved up to high school that you'd make loads of friends really easily. But sometimes when it comes to areas of faith, it can be hard to have that same confidence. It can be easier to keep your expectations low. And uh, we might pray, but maybe rarely do we think God will actually do exactly what we're asking for. Or we would say that we have faith, but the truth is we're just not sure that God is going to show up in that moment and act the way that we think he should. Because maybe sometimes God doesn't seem to do what we expect him to do. And when that happens over and over again, eventually it just becomes easier to stop expecting so much. And what does it look like to lower our expectations for God? And uh, one thing we stop praying because we believe that God either can't or won't do anything. Maybe we lose interest in anything faith related because God seems really distant and far away. Maybe we think God's weak and then we assume that he can't do anything big or powerful. Or maybe we think God's just not interested he doesn't know or care about anything in our lives. So why bother telling him about it or expecting him to do anything about it? And we don't always do it on purpose. We just kind of become this way. And then if God does answer our prayer, it's just a great surprise. It's just a pleasant thing that happens. But we don't set out our expectations. And I don't know about you, but that kind of God doesn't sound like the kind of God that we celebrate at Christmas that doesn't sound like something to celebrate but what if actually we've got him all wrong what if we're missing the point and there's actually a better way a more realistic way and a healthier way to see God that if we really understood it would make this the best Christmas ever so what's the point and what's God really like and uh, the good news, guys, is that, in fact, we're not the first ones to have um, some expectations of God and to feel like maybe he hasn't 
met them. In fact, the, the Christmas story, so the original Christmas story, the story that we're looking at at the moment didn't happen in the way that people expected. And I'm gonna hand over to Eliza now, who's gonna carry on unpacking what the rest of this story looks like. So give us some support, I'm gonna hand over to Eliza. Hi everyone, uh, it's great to see you. So the Christmas story, some of you may have heard of this before from when you were little with the nativity play, others may have never heard about it, but it's okay, I'm gonna give you a quick recap. So there was a Jewish girl called Mary, she was pregnant and she was engaged to a man called Joseph. Now at the time, the Roman government wanted people to go back to their hometown where they were born. So that meant that Mary and Joseph had to take a really long journey all the way back to Bethlehem, which was miles away. Not to mention that Mary had to go on a donkey, um, which would have been painful and uncomfortable. I don't even want to imagine what would have happened. To be honest, it would have not been pretty. But when they got there, things got even worse. They didn't have anywhere for them to go. There was no Airbnbs, there was nothing, absolutely nowhere for them to go. But a stable, a barn, and that is where Mary and Joseph had to stay. And that sucks. It's not what you expect. It's really painful. I can imagine Mary being in a lot of pain on that journey. Um, and it was not what they expected. And that is the same, you know, just because it was a long time ago in a different culture and in a different context doesn't mean that doesn't suck any less. And people way, way, way before Jesus was born in the Old Testament, which is the first half of the Bible, um, had pretty um, big expectations of God when Jesus was coming as well. And they thought God to be a really powerful um, God, which is very much true. I'm not saying that at all, that he isn't because he is. But they thought he would just storm in and take over the government and just kind of rule and all guns blazing, really. And it, and it would have been fine. Other people knew that God was a predictable and reliable God. So surely he would come from a wealthy background with influence and power. But that also didn't happen as well. But Jesus did come. He came by a stable in a barn. And you may be wondering actually where Mary and Joseph would have got their kind of worries and doubts from. And I would have been the same, to be honest. Maybe they would have thought God is clearly distanced from us. Otherwise, why am I going on a really painful, long journey? Maybe they thought God clearly is mad at us. Otherwise, why are we getting there? And there's nowhere for us to stay except from a barn. And even to the point where maybe they thought that God is punishing us because we are, we are living life with these animals while she's pregnant for having a baby. But the truth is the journey that they took didn't meet their expectations. And that really, really sucked for them. And it's awful. I know it is. But that doesn't mean that God wasn't in that situation and in those circumstances. Um, I'm going to read a Bible verse to you right now um, that kind of talks a bit about this. And this is where the angel that God sent to Joseph. Um, and it says this in Matthew 1, 21 to 23. She will give birth to a son and you will call him Jesus because he will save the people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. They expected a warrior, a king, someone who would just take over, someone that they thought they knew from the Old Testament of who God had been in the past. But actually their expectations didn't meet reality. It wasn't who God had originally been. 
God was never a ruthless God who would take over. He's always had this plan in mind. And these expectations were ours, but they were never his. And that's my bottom line for tonight, guys, that whatever is going on in your situation right now, that God is with us. Emmanuel, as it says um, in that Bible verse, that he's always with us no matter what, no matter whatever circumstances we are going through. So this starts with Christmas. We know Christmas, we know the joy of Christmas, the festivities, but that's just the start, guys. It goes on um, many years later when Jesus grew up and became a man. Um, he died the most horrendous death on the cross to save us from our wrongdoings, our sins, so that all of that burden and worry and anxiety could just be lifted off of us and that we could have a really good relationship with God and that God could stay with us in his spirit inside of us wherever we go. And isn't that amazing that God is with us no matter what? So you might be thinking right now, well, I've got a really tricky Christmas coming up with family uh, disagreements, maybe, or problems. You don't know what's going to happen, but God is still with you through that. Maybe you're struggling at school and friendships and family, and it's just getting all too much. But God is still with you guys. Or maybe this year has just been so, so much and you can't take it anymore. And you don't know if 2021 is going to be even worse than this year has already been. But God is still with you he is a god who will never leave you and that is his promise to us all um and this is what uh jesus brings to us for christmas we saw god for god for who god is but jesus helps us understand god more and our relationship with god you see jesus says um in john chapter 8 verse 12 he describes himself as the light of the world and you know what light does light shines in the darkness and it reveals who someone is and that's what Jesus did he revealed who God actually is that God is such a good God and wants the best thing for you and he doesn't want anything from you and this is such great news that he is with us so maybe this week when you're feeling alone or isolated maybe jot down right now on your ipad or in your journal that God is with you no matter what you've done, no matter what you will do, he's with you yesterday, today and forevermore. He's always with you. Or even maybe tell one of your mates at school or college who might be struggling at the moment. Um, maybe challenge yourself and just say, actually, guys, I know you, you, you're struggling, but God is still with you in that moment. And so am I as well. Because this is a promise that he never breaks. Now, just coming into land, um, I just want to finish with this. Christmas is an amazing time and it's the start of this amazing promise that God has given us. Jesus shines his light because of this, that the God of the universe came down to earth to show that he loves you and cares for you and wants everything the best for you, guys, that he will never leave us and that he is always with us. <laughs>